Hey, 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 welcome back to the Kingdom Ringer podcast. So thankful, like always, that you guys tune in. Uh, our numbers are growing, and that's exciting. We've got uh, four different countries now that have tuned in to the Kingdom Bringer podcast, so that's exciting. Today, I've got a special guest. I'm excited about it. First, I want to give a big shout out to Building Solutions for all your building and construction needs. Get a hold of Brian at the gang at bldgsolutions.net. That's Building Solutions. They're a big supporter of ours, and we're thankful for them very, very much. They also host uh, events for us, like the waiting event we did, and we're looking forward to doing some more uh, out there in the future. So uh, keep tabs on our Facebook page for those kind of announcements. Um, Brian Marshall and Building Solutions, thank you so much. We just want to remind you guys, too, to um, rate, review, subscribe, and share these episodes. If you get it on iTunes, uh, there's a place where you can rate and review the podcast episode. And we want to encourage you guys to do that. That just It's just fun. We enjoy seeing it. Uh, check us out on Spotify, subscribe to our, or follow us on Spotify, Overcast, and you can subscribe to our YouTube page. We upload the, the latest episodes to that. We're hoping to do some YouTube live stuff too. Um, maybe once we get, uh, a, a better feel for this gig, we'll be, uh, streaming these things live for you guys to watch with us in time. So that'd be cool. That's it. We're good to go. I've got a really handsome man sitting right across from me today. Aaron Packard from the Gathering Winfield. Uh, him and his wife, amazing friends of, of Jamie and I, and they came through town, man. So I wanted to get him on this podcast. Aaron Packard, how are you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing great. It's great to be here. I'm so honored, man. It's going to be fun. What are you guys doing out here in uh, my neck of the woods? Man, we're traveling out to see our parents, man. We're going to have a good time, do a little work while we're out there. A little work? Yeah, man. Got to pay the bills. I see that. What kind of stuff you got in store? Uh, I got to help my dad uh, put a patio on and uh, and uh, insulate an attic. So it's going to be nice. It's where you wait You wait till the, the end of July, start of August to insulate attics, right? Is that perfect? That's perfect. about right. That's about right for Aaron. Yeah, like, not for me, but you, you do that well, I think. If you want to come, you, I mean, I mean, the I more think, the merrier. When is are, it? Are you busy? I, when is it? Let me know when you're busy. I think I'm busy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we're good. No, man, we, we appreciate you guys. It's usually us going to you, and so I feel like this was a mercy visit. <laughs> we owe you a few. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you guys felt pressured to come because we always stop there. Man, we're so blessed. We've got the Eubank suite up there for when you guys come. And and uh, no, we owe you like two or three or four more trips, I think. That's good. I, agree. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. We actually do enjoy Winfield, though, by the way. Man, we have a great time every time you come down, man. Yeah. that's uh, Aaron Packard is the one that he kind of introduced us to to Alan, Alex Parkinson, uh, Charlie Champ. They, they just do a lot of really amazing kingdom things. Kingdom stuff is happening in Winfield, and uh, Aaron and I kind of had a really cool relationship spark up, I don't know, what was that three years ago, maybe? Four years yeah, ago? Yeah, just over three years, I think. And uh, met him at, a, at a, a, a men's encounter. A lot of you guys locally here are going to know what men's encounter is all about. Um, him and I were one of those guys that dragged our feet. Oh, we're, Yeah. Were invited multiple times, I think, by the same guy, probably. Oh, yeah. I was, Shout I was out to Josh Noel. Just four times. Yeah, that's it. And uh, we went and met each other the really the last night of the whole thing. And yeah. And I think we just kind of, it was an anointed relationship, I think. We felt, definitely felt the presence of God in that relationship. And it's been, it's been awesome ever since. Uh, and you guys were in Gove. At the time, right? yeah, go, yeah, yeah, yeah go, absolutely. And uh, you you made the trip, you made a the the move to Winfield, but before that, you kind of had a passion of of being in Canada. Am I right with that? Oh yeah, yeah. We really Nova felt like, Scotia. Yeah, yeah. Of all places, uh, yeah. I really felt like the Lord was wanting us to move to Nova Scotia, and uh, I really—it's embarrassingly enough—I had to look it up on a map. I didn't have a clue where it was at. So yeah, I've heard of it. I had no idea where it was either. 
it actually looks like it's closer to the United States than it does Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a long ways there, but it's not far from the states anyway. Yeah. We were actually looking at it now, and it's uh, it's <laughs> ju- it's what <laughs> I thought it was just right outside Maine, which it is, right? It's just outside Maine. Yeah, but you got to go a long ways to. And get And you there. guys were talking about you're gonna you're gonna be traveling and going to New York here soon. Yes. And so I made the comment, oh, that's closer to Nova Scotia. And we actually Googled it and looked it up. And it's still Nova Scotia, which is just outside of Maine, is 17 hours away from where you're going to be in New York. That just does not make sense to me. I question it still. <laughs> yeah, we've, we probably won't swing over there this Man, trip. Man, it's like a 40-hour trip from here. Yeah. That's yeah, ridiculous. It's too far. So... I want to get into that a little bit deeper. I know you, that was something that was, when we first met, you guys had just kind of had this, this calling, right? Yeah. Yeah. To to go to Canada, to move to Nova Scotia. I'll let you kind of share about some of the divine signs and the divine things that you experienced from that. But we, we were actually with you in that process where you really believed, Hey, any moment God's going to call us to to go to Canada. So you guys are like preparing for that financially, like kind of yeah. de- getting rid of things and, and kind of untying a little bit maybe from, from here. Um, what was that process? What was that process like? Oh man. Uh, it was crazy. We were, we were selling stuff off. We actually, the Lord had, had been speaking to us and, and for two years he told us we were going to be moving and uh, we, we kind of even told our families, we're like, uh, we're, we're going to be moving. And it was, it was, so long that they were like, man, you're, you're crazy, man. This, this really isn't happening. And, uh, we were selling our things off thinking that we were going to move to, to Canada. And, uh, uh, we were looking at even housing up there and things like that. We didn't know, we just loved the Lord and we were just yeah. wanting whatever, wherever you've got for us, God, we want. But the, but the thing about it, there's times and seasons and, and, uh, the Lord really had another plan for us after that. And, uh, uh, it happened that instead of Nova Scotia, he, he had called us to Winfield and made a way uh, to Winfield. Uh, we were thinking, we were thinking, like, literally, we, we were thinking for probably six months that we were moving to Nova Scotia. Yeah. And uh, Holy Spirit, uh, just out of the blue, says, uh, ask about swapping your property in Gove, Kansas for a church in Winfield. And we're like, oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> now, what was the connection there? I was her, yeah. Beth's father, right? Yeah. Yeah, they they had, they had ministered there, and the church wasn't being used at the time. And uh, Holy Spirit, when He said that, we're like, we di- we didn't want a church. We we really loved to just yeah. go out and love on people. Yeah. We didn't want anything to do with a building. We just wanted to go out and just. You didn't feel yeah. called to be a pastor. No, a church. no, yeah. we didn't feel any calling to be inside the four walls, other than just to, to stir ourselves up and and go back out and and so uh, I just I tell Beth about this, and she's like, uh, yeah, let's do it. And so, um, long story short. Ten days later, we were moving <laughs> with, uh, really, we had less than $1,000 in our bank account, um, no job, no, n- no, nothing other than the leading of the Holy Spirit, and, and we just went. We yeah. just went. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a tough time because we, we uh, had just struck up a relationship with you guys. I remember we went, I think you guys maybe came here first. You guys came and visited us in Dodge. We had just an awesome weekend together, and then we actually went up to Gove, and we just really sparked up what I what I felt was this amazing relationship, one we hadn't hadn't really had before with an amazing power couple like you guys, and and then all of a sudden you guys are moving, you know? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it kind of took the air out just a little bit of that, but there was something really cool about, um, in in a weird way, I kind of felt like we were helping launch you guys there, you know, um, and. One thing that's cool, we, we we had Josh Littlejohn on here last last week, and I was I, I was sharing about how him and I really struck up our relationship through those Dan Moeller teachings. Yeah, like yeah, he, he's he, awesome. He introduced me to to Dan Moeller, and we we would go through the school of Kingdom Living, and then we'd talk about it. You and I were kind of the same way. I remember we were on that bus ride back from Men's Encounter, and just just I think both of us just had this um, healthy, amazing brotherhood going on where I was sharing things with you that you'd never really yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe heard before, especially like a perspective, like Dan Moeller's perspective. And uh, that was kind of a launching pad for you a little bit, maybe. 
Would you yeah, agree? yeah. We really, we really took off. It was, it was really crazy that weekend. Like I really, I hopped on the wrong bus. Like I broke the rules. Yeah. I yeah. was on the wrong bus. He's like, yeah. no man, come sit here. And we, yeah. and like people are just exhausted from the weekend and crashing and falling asleep. And we're just like stirring each other up so much. The hunger just kept building and kept building. And, and uh, really, I mean, the first six months I was in Winfield, I don't know how many times I called you a week. Yeah, no, I mean, yes, for sure. I mean, I mean, it was, I mean, you just, you just poured in and, and really as we were, we were gaining just a lot of uh, perspective on what God wanted us to do during that time, just, just following the leading of the Holy Spirit. We didn't have a clue what we were doing. Yeah. We just started fixing up, you know, the roof, it was leaking and things like that. And, and I just keep calling Darren and he keeps encouraging me and we're just like, man, I really, you know, we really think that we're going to. We may, we may, we, we thought maybe we'd sell it. We didn't know what we were going to do. And, and, and the Lord's like, no, I want you to, I want you to start a church here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, during that time, I mean, you guys, you guys just encouraged us so much. I don't know if we would have been able to, well, honestly, you, you propelled us further into our destiny. Yeah. And we met some crazy, just a little bit further down the story, uh, uh, we met some crazy friends and we, we decided we were going to start kind of a house, house church to start out with. And uh, just see where it went from there. And, and uh, they couldn't make it the first week, but we invited some people. And, and we call it uh, a Buddhist and a bowl of chili. <laughs> we, we, we had a guy uh, who, who yeah. was raised Buddhist that showed up to the house. And uh, uh, we brought him in. We fed him. We, we just shared the gospel for hours. He invited me back to his house. Uh, uh, just, some, just some amazing things, just loving on him. And, uh, he, uh, he, he ended up coming for like six months after that coming back, he was touched, uh, by that first night. And so yeah. that's kind of the crazy story from, I mean, the, 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 the abbreviated version from, for sure, from moving to Winfield to, to first, to first meeting. Well, I, I, I remember, I remember the biggest part for me was just that I wasn't really running at the time with such faith people, you know, people that just stepped in faith. And so when I saw you guys literally trade your home for an old abandoned church and turn that church into your house, and that was the house that Beth grew up in, right? Her dad yeah. was a minister for 30 some years yeah, in this absolutely. place. And so she, you know, it was familiar to her. And I know that was, a, she's not here, so I'm not going to speak for her, but I know she's, she has shared the difficulty of, of going back to her hometown. Yeah, where, yeah, absolutely. Where, where she was a different person than she is now. Yeah. And so that was a struggle for her, but to see you guys be on board together and make that faith step was just so inspirational, man. And, um, it was such an honor to, to really be a part of that with you guys. And I know we, you know, we went and visited a couple of times and I didn't help much, but I remember being there in that, in that roof patching process, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and kind of watching that place become a church. And I remember when you first told me that that was the that was the new path you felt like god wanted you to start something and we kind of helped launch that a little bit we brought some guys down from from the gathering church here in dodge and we went over there and kind of just helped spark something there and from from that point on you guys took off into another level and what's what's beautiful about the gathering winfield for anybody who hasn't been there or, or isn't familiar with it it's really a, a ragtag group of, of people that just took off with signs and wonders. Like in, in my opinion, took off with, with, with the supernatural stuff. Um, a lot of churches build the, the church and then hope to experience the signs and wonders. You guys were experiencing signs and wonders and really to this day are still trying to piece together this old church thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, when we first moved there, uh, we went to a conference down in Tulsa and I'm backing up just a little bit here, but, yeah. uh, some of, you know, Bobby Connor, he, he called me out in a meeting and he prophesied over me and he says, uh, he asked me what I did. And I said, you know, I didn't even want to say that I was, we're starting a church or anything. You know, I didn't know how to answer. I just said I was a minister. And, uh, he said, what kind of minister? I said, of oh, the gospel. And he said, he just looked at me. He's like, no, what do you do? And I told him we were, we were planting a church. And he says, he looked at me, he says, you'll do it. It's simple obedience. You'll, you'll hear from the Lord and you'll do it. And that's really all we had. Yeah. We're, we, we've got no education, no schooling. We just, we're just going after just, just hearing the Lord's voice and being obedient to it. When Holy Spirit moves, we move. You know, we don't want to go anywhere that his presence isn't. And so we're really a presence-based ministry. You know, we, we want to gather around the presence of the Lord and everything that's there. Everything that we need is, is in his presence. 
And so we just, we, we really did. We've, we, we went from a stage where we were just praying for people on the streets to where we were telling testimonies about it to where the Lord really launched us into, to, from just go, telling about testimonies of praying for people to seeing people healed. And when that started happening, it, it became contagious. And we had people that weren't even going out and praying for people. They're going out now and bringing back testimonies of, you know, people, people in Walmart, people in uh, different, wherever they go shopping, where they work at, in the, in the gas stations, just everywhere. And it just kind of took off from there. Um, like none of us, none of us really knew what this going to look like. Even to this day, we're just saying, yes, Lord, you know, just simple obedience to that. And, and uh, we're really just contending um, to break open the region, to break open the region, not just yeah. our region, but, but, but this whole nation to signs, wonders, and miracles. We see them, see it throughout the, 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 we see it throughout the entire world, but we, we, you know, it's been a little lacking here in the States. And, uh, I think that that's really kind of your passion too, to start seeing the uh, the power of God, the demonstration and the power of God. You know, yeah. it's it's First Corinthians four twenty twenty. The kingdom's not of talk, but of power. Yes. And so that power and demonstration that Paul is talking about that uh, that uh, when you're encountered by God, mm. it's hard to be talked out of that encounter. And so, you know, I, I mean, that's, that's my heart seeing it's not, we, we went through a stage where you're just happy to see somebody get healed, but man, really, yeah. really where it's at, it's, that's a dinner bell to salvation. That's good. That's you know, good. that's, that's drawing them in and that, that's really our heart. Sometimes we get so excited that the things that we haven't seen that we forgot what it really is because each encounter that the Lord gives us is an invitation to a deeper relationship with him. And, and what are we going to do with those? How are we going to encourage those people around us with that? And we just really took off from there and, and we started bringing in speakers uh, to help break open the regions. We were honoring honoring those ministries that that are seeing those things happen and really shaking nations um, now uh, and sparking revival uh, in, in different areas uh, of the world. And so we've just been blessed by just being obedient and just uh, that he's just I don't know he's just so good. He's yeah, just yeah. so good. Yeah, you uh, <clears throat> you started to dig and you started to dig deeper and deeper and deeper and it was real fun as a as a friend, you know, because we we don't talk as much as as I think either one of us probably would like. Yeah, we need to do um, more. We kind of lost lost touch a little bit, but I think I shared with you early on that I felt like you were the one guy in my life that I didn't need to talk to every day. There was just that connection, and so. Um, I think both of us would, would feel that way too, that like, I know that Aaron's on the other end. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and you know that I'm there on the other end and we're, even though we're three and a half hours away from each other, which really isn't that far. If you think about it, we're, we're walking the same walk and we're, we're running the same race. And so, yeah, man, um, you though, I will say, sir, have matured rapidly do you believe that for yourself do you believe that this has been a rapid maturity is that something that you even think about yeah i really yeah because i had a long long way to mature <laughs> yeah and that's the thing that i want you know, everybody that's listening i mean you see it doesn't matter what speaker you're listening to we all started somewhere it's where you're going to go from now um I, I love people that, that have went to, to, to Bible school. I love people that have went to, um, uh, to have been trained up in, in other areas, and I believe in all that. But I love just the ragtag group that are just going after it, just going after the, the things of the kingdom and, and uh, really taking back the dominion that was lost. So just going after things, man. I mean, there's a hunger there. But as far as me maturing, you know, I really needed to. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I needed to get a greater depth of the word. Um, I don't know how we want to go for this for for uh, for me fasting was another way that pr propelled me further into the kingdom and we we could go we, we could do a whole another session sure. on that yeah. and stuff so I won't go real deep into that but they're saying just just getting in the word uh stewarding the presence of God stewarding that prayer time spending that time learning that it's really a two-way conversation it's not just it's just not one 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 way and just actually in the waiting and just just soaking in his presence and just 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 yielding just yielding to the Holy wow. Spirit, whatever He wants to do, whenever He did, and and uh, for some of us, I mean, most of you probably haven't heard of me, but you know, we don't we don't have a full time job. We do. It's like it's like Paul. We make tents. Sometimes the uh, the Lord may not have us work for for uh, you know a month, and then other times we may be working forty hours a week. It's just uh, it just comes that way. But we we're just taking one step at a time. It's that simple obedience. 
you know, just hearing from the Lord each and every day what he, what we need to be doing. And, and uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you what do you think was your motivation? Because I feel like there's there's motivation behind every step we take. Like, what what was your motivation for, um, for your growth? Like, what was the motivation for? You know what? Now it's time, because I noticed it in you. I noticed like the dude's fasting. You know, forty sixty days, and he's going after it, and that fast is over and all of a sudden I'm talking to him again. What, what are you doing? Oh, I'm on another, you know, he's not bragging about fasting, but he's, he's in these moments of it's, it's game time. Like I, I feel like you, there was a, a switch that was flipped in your, in your heart. What do you think the motivation was for you? I, I really think my prayer was Lord, let me see with your eyes. Let me hear with your ears. Let me speak with your mouth. And let me have your heart. And I think I really got a heart for people and seeing people that were, that were, you know, that really needed saved, healed, delivered, you know, the, the, the drugs, the alcohol, um, the things that, that I'd struggled with. I'm seeing people go by the wayside and not, not see the demonstration and, and the power and the love of God demonstrated to them. And, and, uh, we, we do a real good job sometimes of, uh, going to church, but we don't always do a good job of being in the church. And, and my heart really went out and that's when we started. I really wanted to go to the streets, but there was something that switched that really did in me. And, and, uh, having myself surrounded by my wife, just, just so encouraged me and so propels me further into the kingdom. Um, but yeah, it was really just getting God's heart for people and love and seeing, seeing that there was so much more seeing that I grew up in a great home. I grew up, uh, uh, and my parents did the best that, that they could. And I was, uh, I've saved at 13. I went through a lot of stuff, really rededicated my life to the Lord around 20, 22 years old. And so we're, we're talking about 15 years ago. And, uh, you know, I didn't see, I didn't see anybody healed. I didn't see anybody delivered that I can remember. I'm not saying that it didn't happen. Right. I may be going a long ways around it. I guess I just really have no, a, good. A, a, a passion to people, you know, it's, when I found out what God's will was, and it's First Timothy two four, it's it's God's it's it's the will of God for everyone to be saved and to come. Let me say it right. Oh, you're good. Yeah. So I'm just getting hit. Just this is awesome, man. Uh, that it's God's will for everyone to be saved and come into the knowledge of truth. Yes. And so that word saved is sozo. So I found out that it's not just a destination of going to heaven, that I found out that that word actually means that God wants us saved, healed, delivered, kept safe, made whole, preserved. And then I, then I found another, another verse that says it's, uh, it's Luke 19.11. And it says that, God, that the Son of Man, that the Son of Man has came to seek out and to save that which was lost. Yep. And part of that, part of that's us. And that same word saved is, is, is that sozo again. And it's saved, healed, delivered, kept safe, made whole. And so he's actually, Jesus is actually seeking us out so that we would be saved, healed, delivered, kept safe, made whole, preserved. Yeah. And so when I got, a, when I got, when I got that perspective, God's heart that he just doesn't want us to go to heaven, that mm-hmm. he wants to get heaven in us and he wants us to take back that dominion that was lost. That's part of which was lost. Yeah, he gave good. us dominion over the earth, and we get, we and we every place a step of our, every step every place that the sole of our foot treads yes. is claimed for the kingdom of God, just like yeah. it is in, in in Joshua. And so when I got a, when I got a really God's heart on that that he that he's seeking us out that we have a part in being saved, but we have a part in being healed. We have a part in being delivered also. And so I, I don't know if I'm if I'm if I'm if the train's going off the track no, here or not, good, but but when I got a, a hold of that and the power and the demonstration of God, see, God's love looks like something. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's feeding someone a sandwich. Sometimes it's a nice it's a nice it's a nice word. It's a it's a just a hello. But other times we look at the ministry of Jesus and it was healing the sick, raising the dead, cleansing the leopards, and casting out demons. And so. Freely we receive, freely give, and those things that we've received in our life, we need to we need to give those things because people are dying every day. And I tell you what, man, when, when we when we can have a part in that, you know, I've prayed for people that 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 don't even believe in healing and see them healed and their lives transformed. I've seen people delivered that said that they that they that they didn't even believe in demons. Yeah. And so um, sometimes 
the world's looking for something. I mean, th- think about all the witchcraft, all the new age, all, everything that's going on. It's that power that they're looking for, but it's a counterfeit. It comes with bondage. It comes with guilt. It comes with shame. It comes with condemnation. But, but when the true power of God, when the Holy Spirit's, the power of the Holy Spirit's released through us and demonstrated, man, it doesn't come with any of that. It comes with freedom. That's good. That's good. What kind of things are you, we talked about this earlier today. Um, as you dig your heels in and go after that that lifestyle of of um, Christianity, yeah, <laughs> of what yeah. of what Jesus is and what Jesus did, you face persecution, right? Like that's just something that does happen, correct? Yeah, yeah. Are you are you are you feeling that? Are you facing that? <laughs> Well, we, we got to get to the point as an American culture that, that we, I think I shared this earlier, you know, just because we get a, a, a frowny face on Facebook, you know, <laughs> that's, that's not the persecution that we're talking about. I mean, people are being yeah. killed. Yeah. People are being put in jail. People are still being beaten. And so we got to get past the point of that, you know, uh, we, we'll, we'll cower down and we'll just tell people, you know, I heard this at a conference and I'm going to use it. So it's not mine, but it's no copyright in the kingdom. Uh, it was actually Robbie Dawkins. That I think it was the one that, that shared that. But he said, uh, "He says, yeah, we'll be in Walmart and we'll say, hey, psst. you know, we'll see someone with a cast on. We'll say, hey, psst, come over here behind. Come over here. We're, I know it's embarrassing to pray, you know, in, in the open. So just come over here and let me pray for you. Can I pray for your arm? And he says, you know, it's nothing about embarrassing for them. That we're, we're so embarrassed sometimes for other people to see us praying. that right. we're, we're like, that's not persecution. Yeah, that's, yeah, we're yeah. not being beat. We're not putting in, be putting in jail. You know, we've got the freedom to do this freely every day, everywhere we go. Yeah. And, and we've got to get to the place where, where that fear of man falls off of us to where we, it, where, you know, when, when the kingdom of God is advancing, there was always, throughout church history, there's always been persecution that came with persecution that came with it. And so, um, we're not looking for the persecution, but we're not backing down from doing, from spreading the kingdom. Yeah. And, and when we do that, uh, come what may, you know, the, the, the higher, the higher, the risk that we see, you know, the, the greater opportunity for God to show up. Yeah. That's good. What about in a small town like Winfield? Yeah. Winfield, we've, uh, We've ran into some stuff. I'm not going to go into to, yeah. to 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 details on things, but we've had people come and and uh, definitely question uh, the healing. We've had people storm off, walk off. Uh, I had a guy show up with a machete to my front door one time. Um, that sounds like persecution. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we've we've seen some stuff. Yeah, and uh, but you know what? Uh, it's it's nothing compared to. You know, some of the, some of the things, I guess I'll, I'll touch on this. Some of, some of the hardest persecution that, that I think in America that we get is, is what our friends and family think. And it's not, that it's persecution, but it's that fear of man that we have to get over. And, uh, you know, um, I want to get to a place where I'm not ashamed of yeah, God. That's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to be able to, to boast as loudly. I want to be the one that I want to be the, I want to be the thermostat in every room. I want to change the atmosphere yeah. and I can't do that when I'm when a spirit of fear is coming over me. And so we have to get past that and we have to be able to understand what's going on and we have to start transforming the atmosphere each and every room that we go mm-hmm. into. And so when someone shows up on your, on your doorstep with a machete, I stood out there and I talked to him yeah. and uh, he ended up coming to church. Yeah. And so, you know what I mean? It's like I've been almost beat up in a park before, you know what I mean? Just spreading the gospel and, and, and just, just crazy stories. But each, when we steward that, we're all carriers of the presence of God. Each and every atmosphere that we walk into, we carry peace with us. We carry joy with us. We carry everything that's needed to transform that atmosphere that we're in. And when we start doing that, we're going to start seeing lives change because we're going to start seeing people recognize what we carry. And so, you know, for so long, I didn't see that. And, and maybe people were carrying it and I just wasn't paying attention. But we really do. When Jesus walked into a room, you know, he, he had to go out in the middle of nowhere and people came to him because the crowds, he had to get in a boat. Yep. He says, he says, ready the boat because they're pressed. They're coming and they're pressing against him and he can't even minister because they're trying to touch him. And, you know, we... If, if we care, that same presence is in us. And if we yield and let him out everywhere we go, man, I tell you what, when people start getting healed on the streets, I mean, uh, people are going to start flocking to you. Yeah, that's good. 
That's and good. That's but but with that comes that persecution that we're talking about. And man, I tell you what, it doesn't it doesn't hold a flame. It's not it's it doesn't compare. I know one thing that you guys do very very well as a as a body is create a, an atmosphere and really a culture in that building of worship. And I want to give a big shout out to to Bob Brown yeah. and his fa- his whole family. Yeah. Um, just amazing. I mean, I'd I'd call him a prophetic psalmist, man. I mean, he yeah. he just he, he he understands the presence of God, so he can administer it, you know, and he can he can teach it and he can lead people into it. And hit on that a little bit for me as as a leader of that house. How important is is worship and and the, the atmosphere for you? Oh man, we're we're so blessed. You can't. You have to practice in private. I think it was Facebook posts. You can't. You have to practice in private what you do in the public. If you, if you're not steward in that presence at home, if you're not steward in that presence That's in good. the prayer closet, you're not going to be able to come out and and to usher that in in a great way. Mm. Um, we've been so blessed. Uh, he came in and uh, he's really what we call the song of the Lord. If you don't know what that is, it's it's uh, he he receives new songs, just prophetic songs from the Lord, just as we're worshiping. We'll we may take off on a page, and uh, and, and then we'll go and he'll be singing about the throne room and, and songs that I've never heard and he's never heard before. But the thing is, what he's stewarded in his prayer time, what he's stewarded in his intimate time with the Lord in his sec- in the secret place, he's brought out and now he's trained up other people. To do that, we've got Laura and Pam that are just yeah. amazing worshipers that are that are getting the song of the Lord. I'm even in my own prayer time right now. I'm getting new songs that are coming in because of what of what he's stewarded, and now corporately we're stewarding, and it's changed changing the atmosphere. And we're going from glory to glory. We're breaking through those atmospheres where we're there's an atmosphere that's coming in worship where we're just having people that are actually healed without anybody being being prayed for. And we have it a a lady got a brand new arch in her foot. A guy testified his back being healed. Multiple people uh, testified of their backs being healed with no one laying hands on them and praying for them. Um, but that that atmosphere that it creates, where um, a lot of times, uh, I'm kind of going away from the question. I want to come back no, to it. But a lot, a lot of times, we'll, we'll go straight into if if you don't know what words of knowledge are, it's one of it's one of the the gifts of the Holy Spirit in in First Corinthians twelve. You can look that up. We won't go deep into that, but we'll go straight into words of knowledge because it really ushers in the the, the power of the Lord's present to heal uh, during those times of worship. And we'll hop in and we'll see some of the some of the most fun uh, miracles that we see happen right after worship. I mean, sometimes we don't even get to minister in the Word. We're just flowing with whatever whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do and. And uh, sometimes we'll give a message, and we'll come in at the end, and he'll confirm his words with sign one sign his word with signs, wonders, and miracles. But there's times where we'll just jump in corporately, because the atmosphere, the presence of the Lord is there, and anything can happen in in His presence. Mm. That's good, and that's cultivated. It's just like any of if you want to if you want to carry that, you've got to cultivate that in the secret place. Uh, he lives. I don't want to speak too much for him, but I know he loves the Psalms. He loves the Psalms. He he's in he's in them, and he, and he yeah, man, yeah. Uh, just the prayer life, uh, just the things that he's steward. He's a real father. Uh, he's really he loves to raise up. He literally is. A, I was gonna say figuratively he, and yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah, and he he really raises up. Uh, he really raises up people. Uh, he, you know, you know, real fathers don't push people down; they raise them up. That's so and good. And he does a great job. He 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 would rather be sitting in the third row worshiping with us than leading. But God's called him up there right now, and he's he's uh, really raising up a new generation of worshipers at prophetic worship in prophetic worship. Yeah, that's good. I want to talk about, and you you fit on it a little bit, but signs, wonders, and miracles, man. I remember when there was just a moment in a conversation where I could just tell that that was the new norm for you guys, that that's something that you were going to, um, I think it's okay to say chase after, cause you're not chasing after the signs you're chasing after the, the miracle maker. And I get that, but there is something where in order for us to grow up and mature, we've got to have a target, you know, that we're going after. And, Signs, wonders, and miracles was Jesus's norm for sure. And that's something that you experience on a regular basis. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that, man. What are you, 
as, as a leader, I'm calling you the leader. I'm calling you the pastor of, of that house. What talk to me about signs, wonders, and miracles, man. What, what does that mean to you on your heart? How important is that for us as believers to experience, man, where do you go? (laughs) I know. Yeah. Um, is it is it something you go after, or is it a fruit or a product? It, it's it's a product. It's a product after seeking Jesus, and, yeah. and we just corporately, it, corporately in worship, um, we'll have things happen. Um, it's always chasing after the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Yeah, and and uh, we've had we've had things happen. You were there when when uh, Gold Dust showed up on the front row during yep. uh, when Alex and Alex Parkson and Charlie Champ were there. Um, we've had things like that happen. Um, we we were never looking for them. We always say yes to what, and that's a that's a key. We always say yes to however the Lord wants to manifest Himself. Um, I'm not going to be ashamed of those things. Uh, one of the guys I really respect, in Lord Monday Martin, he said that he he gets a lot of gold teeth that come in their meetings. Him and his wife Jennifer, and and he always says he's, he, some people shy away from that, but he's like, I'll never be ashamed of what of what, of the goodness of God. I'll never back down from a miracle, from a sign, from a wonder that I see. And so he really honors that. And if you want to see more, you have to honor that. Um, and so we just say yes to all those things. But uh, it really took off with the healings uh, that we were seeing. And, uh, man, I'm so passionate about it. I just I, I feel like I'm going to explode over here. <laughs> no, you're good, man. But um, there's a lot of things that we don't share that have happened uh, because we're stewarding those things. Um, some of the things, there's a... There's a place I won't I won't drop any names on here, but there's a place that uh, had some significant signs, wonders, and miracles, and, and their leader of that place said that that uh, they wouldn't allow anybody to film it, and they wouldn't allow anybody to to take pictures of it, and they had this manifestation that was taking place in each and every one of their meetings for almost six months, and then uh, it got filmed and it got let out, and then and then that was gone. Uh, after it got released, and uh, so so some of these things that we that we're stewarding um, that we haven't shared, uh, a lot of the things that are happening in our own homes, not even in corporately in the meetings, it's through our prayer times, and we're having yeah. we're having uh, different things happen in our in our in our houses. I mean, how how wild do you want me to get on here? Go for it, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit out the crazy stuff. Edit out, edit. Yeah, you feel free to edit any of this stuff. Um, a, a lot of you, you know, if we, 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 I never was like, hey, man, I want to see angel feathers, but we've, we've started having feathers that have sh- those show up. Um, Beth and I'll be talking, and we'll just, there'll just be one just appear out of midair. Um, and uh, uh, it doesn't happen a lot, but it's happened, and uh, we're not ashamed of it. You know, and we've had it happen corporately. We had a lady that gave her life to the Lord, and and right there, uh, uh, we saw a feather there, and uh, you know, unexplainable things. Uh, we we talked about the gold dust that we've seen. Um, we've had people come in the first time Alex came. We had people that received uh, uh, gold teeth, um, and uh, I'm trying to think some of the other things that that I feel like I can share. Uh, I get to play. I get to play. I hate this term. It's so awful. But I get to play devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. come on. Okay. Why gold teeth? Well, I tell you what. That's a good question because we had a kid in that same meeting that got three brand new teeth, white teeth. He had just been to the dentist. Uh, he was. He's twelve now, so he was probably. Uh, it's probably been two years. Just say two years ago. He's ten years old. Just been to the dentist. Got three silver fillings. Has the has the. Uh, the x-rays to prove it, um, came in and we were going after, we weren't going after gold teeth. We were going after dental miracles. And, uh, and that ha- and, and when that ha- he came up, he went to the bathroom and checked and he came up and, and Alex is like, Oh man, we gotta get his, get his mom up here. We gotta tell, cause we're the same way. Yeah. We're like, we're like expecting one. I mean, we were you know what I mean? Yeah. He came up with three brand new white teeth. And then to top this off the next one, uh, next time Alex came back, he had been to the dentist again and he got two more silver fillings. And on his way over, he said he saw the face of Jesus, just a quick vision of the face of Jesus. And he shows up to the meeting, goes and looks in the, in the mirror. And he has two, where those two silver fillings were, he got two brand wow, new white teeth. Jesus. So gold, new, yeah. you know, I don't really care. <laughs> Amen. I just want to, whatever manifestation, whatever, however he wants to bring it, we just say yes. And uh, when we honor those things that he does and not shy away from them, we start seeing more and more of those things. Yeah. So you really believe that God wants to make his presence known? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Why is that? 
Man, because when you man, I tell you what, when you when you encounter the thick presence of the Lord, because we know we know He's omnipresent, we know that He's everywhere, but there's more. It's like when we say Holy Spirit come, man, He's already here, but there's more coming. There's more coming. There's a tangible. We don't. It's not about. It's not about a feeling. But man, I love it. I love it when He allows us to feel. You know. You know what I'm saying. I do. Yeah. And so when we start honoring the Holy Spirit and we say we don't care how you show up. Man, I'm just getting lost. It's good. I'm getting lost here. No, I don't know I, where your question was. But I'm asking you these questions just to get you going. That's the only reason I'm asking them, bro. You know that. But so, so when we just say yes and we yield to Him, man. Sometimes I didn't want to. I didn't want a ministry like this. I didn't think that the gathering would be a ministry like this. It doesn't look anything like what I would think. We just yield to the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we may minister for like last 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 night. I talked on our. Saturday night, I talked on impartation for two and a half hours. Normally, we don't teach on impart. We don't teach for two and a half hours. Usually, there's more demonstration. But whatever Holy Spirit's wanting to do, sometimes we'll go straight in. Sometimes we'll have two hours of worship, and we'll just see people get healed and go home. Yeah. And so it's just yielding. It's just yielding. And when we yield, the more we yield to Him, the more that we see uh, people get saved, healed, delivered. And you know what? All this that we're talking about, the greatest miracle that there is is salvation. That's right. And I'm really, I mean, we, we can talk about all this other stuff, but there's only one thing that we're going to be able to take to heaven. I'm not going to be able to take my prophetic words. I'm not going to be able to take all these healings. But salvation, souls, that we can take those people with us. And so that's the greatest miracle of all. And so these other things that we're talking about are, are dinner bells to mm-hmm. salvation. And so um, whether whether you're like yay or nay, uh, let the results speak for themselves. And, and uh, um, I know that they're... Uh, I know that we've been nothing but blessed by an increase. People, people say, well, we pray for people and we don't see people get healed. And I, I, I want to say this, and I don't know why. I feel like Holy Spirit's wanting us to yeah. go down this little rabbit trail. Um, I started off about, about 14 years ago, about 14 years ago. And uh, I started praying for my own family, believing for healing in my own body, believing for healing in my wife's body and my own family. And that's how it started out for us. We didn't see it right away. And we fast forward and, and uh, uh, we went from me and my wife to our kids seeing healing in, in, in my son's body. He, he uh, could hardly breathe uh, at night. And I don't know what the medical term is, but it, it happened repeatedly. And finally, one night we said, we're not going to put up with this. And and anymore, because we knew it was an attack of the enemy. You know, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and uh, that was what was going on. And so we just, we just were believing for health. And it took uh, about all night. Uh, and then the next time it came on, it took less time and less time and less time. And then pretty soon he started standing and believing. And pretty soon, it, uh, you know, it just taken when the symptoms come on, they would leave within the first few minutes. And then now he's really not ever dealing with that anymore. Um, but then fast forward to about three years ago. Um, we started seeing it outside the four walls of the church, outside of our family, um, and we started seeing uh, those things happen. And each year it's been increasing fruit. That's the point that I want to make, that that sometimes we get so caught up in the things that we're not seeing that we're, we're too afraid to go for, go forward in the things that we are seeing. And so, we, you know, one of the greatest personal favorite miracles that I've ever seen was outside of the four walls of the church. And... Um, it's a great. We got time for the testimony. Go for it. We yeah. got time for this testimony. Um, so I was, I was playing. Oh, we called old man's basketball, and we we came out afterwards. People were cussing and and everything, and there wasn't any. Bob wasn't there leading worship, and uh, uh, there wasn't a presence. And you know, it was just a whole bunch of unbelief around me. And I knew this guy uh, had some stuff going on in his body, and some pretty serious stuff. And I pulled him over, and I said in front of everybody, I just said, "Let me pray for you real quick." And I just prayed a quick prayer, you know, God loves his kids and just spoke health into him and life into him. And people are like staring at me. There was, there was uh, more, but only there were five of us. So there were four other people around that stayed while I was doing this. And uh, it was, wasn't a long prayer. It was a short prayer. He thanked me for it afterwards. And, and uh, I didn't hear from him for two weeks. And uh, two weeks later, I get a phone call. I didn't answer it. I've still got the voicemail on my, on my phone to this day. He called me up. He says, uh, I had internal bleeding. He had internal bleeding. He had his kidneys were failing and his liver were failing. And they were basically uh, going to deteriorate until he died. It was a, was a prognosis that he got. And uh, he called me up and he said the doctor called me up after hours. They couldn't wait. Uh, 
they just had uh, run the test and got the results back, and they said that there's I'm no longer bleeding internally. I uh, my liver and my kidneys are functioning perfectly, and they don't know how to explain it. Wow. And that's a good testimony if yeah. that was the, if that was the end of the testimony. <laughs> and so, uh, two of the three other people were that I, I I didn't keep in contact with the third. I know them, so I'm not going to say their name. I, a lot of people may know them, and I don't want I don't want to put their names out there right now. But two of the three that I kept in contact with uh, afterwards are, are now seeking a deeper relationship with the Lord or now who weren't attending church are attending church and are seeking a deep, deeper relationship with Jesus all from one moment of boldness, stepping out with unbelief all around and just saying, Hey, God loves his kids. And so ever since then, it's been an explosion for me. I went from talking about praying for people to, to seeing, to seeing the miracles happen outside of my own family. Yeah. And as that happened, my faith began to grow, and those people's faith around me began to grow. And so that's where I talked about earlier about us going from from having testimonies of just loving people and, and praying for them to actually see, seeing the healing come forth in their bodies and to see those testimonies of people wanting to give their life to the Lord, encountering the Lord, and, and, and it bringing them into a, a deeper relationship with Him. And so... Um, don't give up, man. There's testimonies of people praying for thousands of people before they see one healed, yeah, man. Great. And now two of the people that I've heard those testimonies see some of the greatest signs, wonders, and miracles. I mean, they're shaking nations right now. They're doing crusades and they're, I mean, doing unbelievable things for the Lord, but it took perseverance. Yeah, that's good. It's not about what we don't see. Yeah, God's going to show the fruit, right? He's yeah. the one that brings the fruit. And I like, I like that you said that because really it's the fruit that keeps you going. Like... It's not the, it isn't even necessarily the adversity. It's the, it's the fruit of, of, of knowing his goodness, knowing his love for his kids and seeing that in people's lives. Yeah. I mean, we were told all our lives, you know, God's good. God loves. I'm like, yeah. man, that's, that's great. Heaven's, heaven's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Heaven is going to be awesome. And when I find out that his goodness and that his love looks like something, yeah. Jesus demonstrated it. And then the, then the, then the disciples went on and demonstrated it throughout the book of acts and we're still going. Yeah. It didn't stop, man. He, the God still wants to pour out less love on his kids and he wants them healed. He wants them delivered. He wants them safe. He wants them whole. And so, man, you like this stuff a little bit, huh? You're yeah. Like, you're a little passionate about Jesus. Yeah, he's pretty awesome, man. I want to, uh, man. We could we could sit here for hours, I think, and probably go all sorts of different directions. Um, but we're not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. We, I'm going to make you come back sometime. Come on, let's do <laughs> let's do it. Um, will you pray us out? Yeah, we pray. Yeah. I I just feel like you're. I feel like you're speaking. You spoke today to a specific people. Yeah. I yeah. feel like there's specific people that that need to hear um your words of encouragement. I don't, I don't even know if you if you believe you were speaking words of encouragement or not, but you were spurring somebody on for sure. And so um I guess maybe pray pray to those folks, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Father, you're so good. You're so good. You're so good. We just love you so much. I just thank you for each and every person that heard this. I just thank you for just spurring them on. I just thank you for a great boldness just just rising up in them. I just thank you for, you know, the righteous are bold as a lion. So I just thank you for that boldness to go out and to just just evangelize wherever they're at, Lord, if, whether it's their job, whether it's the street, whether it's even if it's in a building, in a, in a church building, Lord, wherever it is. I just thank you for great boldness to for your for your sons and your daughters to do great exploits. I just thank you for just propelling them further into their destiny. I thank you for where 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 they've heard of testimonies of your goodness, I thank you that they'll start partaking, that they'll start eating of that of that fruit. Lord, I just thank you for that great increase and that great fruit, Lord. I thank you that I just thank you that you love your kids. I thank you that you love your kids. And and I just thank you that 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 you'll give them just that it, those people out there that just don't know man, can I do it or can I not? I just thank you for just, it's simple obedience. I just thank you for just giving them, letting them hear your voice, the shepherd's voice that they'll hear and another they won't follow. And so I just thank you for that, that they'll hear your voice and they'll be obedient 
And I thank you that you just propelled them further. I thank you for great faith upon them, Lord. I thank you for just even crazy things, even if you're calling people to move out of their move out of their their region into another region. I thank you for just 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 I thank you for crazy wild faith to step out into the things of into into their callings, Lord. And I thank you that each and every one of them will be propelled further into their destiny. And I just thank you that they'll keep the, their eyes on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and all this fruit. He's just going to start just piling up. I just thank you for testimony after testimony. I thank you for salvation after salvation. I thank you for the great harvest, Lord. I thank you for the great harvest that's coming in this nation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Aaron, thank you, buddy. Man, I had fun. I just got comfortable. I know. And you also (laughs) just got rolling too, man. So I I apologize for cutting you off, but I got to keep this thing within an hour. You know what I mean? It's awesome. Know what I mean? Yeah. So, man, I... Everybody who's listening, we just thank you so much for tuning in again. Hope you guys were blessed today. Aaron, how can people get a hold of you if they want to? You can check us out on Facebook at Gathering Winfield, or you can email us at gatheringwinfield at gmail.com. Awesome. Is there a way they can give if they want to give? Uh, yes, you can give to Gathering Winfield at, PayPal, at gmail.com through PayPal. Okay, awesome. Fantastic. I'm believing in fruit from that. Amen. I'm believing in fruit from that. Thank you guys again. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share these episodes. We appreciate you. Be blessed. Be blessed.